everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dad Cast. As always, I am JP. He is Nick Martin. Nick, how are you, buddy? Oh, good. Real good. I, um, I have a sneaky suspicion that you're a little bit more excited about today's episode more than a lot of the others we've done. Not that the others that we've done weren't exciting, but today in particular, I know you, uh, you're, you're a pretty big fan. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Well, my wife is a huge fan. Okay. So, so there's that. Well, that's got to be immediately awkward right off the bat. So this should be fun. Today on the today on the podcast, man, we are stoked to have on from the challenge, the man, the myth, the legend, apparently a, a bigger man than Nick, according to his wife, Mr. Tony Rains. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good, fellas. I'm good. How are y'all? How are y'all? <laughs> Fantastic, man. Thanks for coming on DadCast. We appreciate it. Asshole. What was what, what? What, Nick? Knock me down a peg. Oh, all right. Well, you know, that's kind of what I do. You should be used to it by now. You know, it's two years running, at least on the show, and in like 10 years in life, but that's neither here nor there. Tony Rains, man. DadCast. We are all about talking about our path, our journey, our adventure in being dads. Um, sometimes we have guests on the show that, of course, aren't dads. So with that being said, the rite of passage, the very first question we always ask right here on DadCast is, good sir, are you a dad? I am a dad. Confirmed. Nice. How many kids you got? My dad times two. Times two. Is that one of them just walking around the corner? That would be, she would be a groom. That would not be a child. Dude. Okay. I couldn't, uh, <laughs> it was real quick. I couldn't tell. All I saw was a they, flash they, of long hair and, uh, <laughs> they, they caught you in the shot. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. Haver, come on, say hello. Um, right on. So tell uh, us how old are your uh, kids? How many of them? All that good stuff. So, yeah, I got, I got two beautiful little baby girls, angels. Uh, well, I'll say baby girls. They're my big girls now. Uh, five and six. And actually we have a birthday coming up on Sunday and my five-year-old is going to be six. Oh so, man. And awesome. you couldn't have worded it. It's, it. I told, I told her, I said, look, we're not going to have a birthday for you this year. We're going to skip it. She said, what? I said, yeah, because, um, I don't want you to, I don't want you to get any older. We're just, I want you to stay five forever. This is like a perfect age, man. Uh, um, yes, I know it's great, but yeah, yeah. They're, they're, uh, five and six years old. And this is, a. Uh, yeah, it's a really good age. It's been fun. It's amazing. My uh, my youngest, my baby girl, my little angel too. Uh, she's nine years old, and I'm starting to see those little flashes of what a teenager is going to be like. Because I got a 17 year old, almost 18 year old daughter as well, and I'm trying my best to try to figure out how to avoid all of that when it comes to the little one and let her keep her loving dad like she does now for as long as possible. Because, um, trust me when I tell you 14 years old hits and all of a sudden they're not your baby girl anymore and they don't want to be. And it's scary and it sucks. And I hate it so much. And you ain't kidding, man. Five, six, if we could just keep them there forever, it would be amazing. Yeah, but, dude, but we can't a real possibility when they hit 14, like they bring boys over, you want to kick some ass. And it's like, <laughs> You got to like, you got to like befriend like a 15 year old guy. That way he can kick the ass for you. So you don't go to jail for that. That's, that's why I'm lucky. I need, I need to make note of that. I need yeah, to make yeah. note of that. Write that <laughs> yeah, down. That's, that's good advice. That's good advice. So my baby girl's yeah, got I'm, a big I'm, brother. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm dreading, dreading, uh, I'm dreading when that time comes, but you know, uh, hopefully I'll be able to 
practice good self-control and I'll just try to get through it the best way you can. And I'm sure y'all feel the same way. Like you have to, you got to try to deal with all those situations that you know are coming up. Like it's, it's going to happen. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, but you want to deal with it in the, in the best way possible to where it, it doesn't negatively affect your daughter and y'all relationship. And you just want it to be the best it can. Of course, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. We're going to have to figure it out along the way. But, uh, with, with you, you got, so you got a 17 year old and you got a nine year old. So you kind of went through it with the 17 year old. So maybe it'd be a little better with the nine year old. You kind of got it. Hopefully you got yeah, it. Yeah, we hope so. But you know, statistically speaking, all children, even if they're from the same parents and the same upbringing have different personalities and different ways yeah, of handling yeah. things and different groups of friends that can influence. There's so many different parameters right. that could come into effect here right. that changes everything. So I, I have no idea. Yes, I have the experience with the older, but will that experience come into play with this one? Because we don't know. We just do not yeah. know. And that's, that's a big reason why we do the podcast too, getting other people's experiences and advice and stuff like tj lavin had some of the best advice for this specific thing of be on their team get on the same team always like if you're going against them it's gonna it's gonna suck yeah and so. even if it's the hardest thing ever and you disagree fundamentally with whatever that decision is uh, you need to find a way to navigate mm -hmm. right. on their team so you know if you can psychologically get through that while still delivering the proper message. It's just, it's crazy. Five and six, man. You got years to go. You're a good. We're probably scaring Tony right now. It's like, oh no, what's going to happen? Like, I'm out. <laughs> so what kind of birthday are we having for her? I know we have themed parties, right? She's five and six. She's got to have some kind of party. Yes. We're doing um, Pokemon. Okay. All right. Pokemon. I am, Pokemon themed. What was uh, my little, when she turned nine in May, it was a Stranger Things party. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. She had the whole, in fact, <laughs> it's November 3rd on the day of this recording, and her birthday's May 31st. I'm not even kidding. The, uh, the wall laminate thing that we got that has the uh, alphabet and the numbers on it with the lights, it, it's still in my kitchen. Do we speak? It's still up. It's, it's still it's there. I still have a dinosaur happy first birthday from Liam from two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's still I'm, hanging in the kitchen. <laughs> so Nick, we got, we got like, I'll show y'all. We got the little, we actually are kind of like a little setup. Right Ooh, now. That's awesome. So when is it? You guys are already prepared. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, need to, that, like, that's, that's dude. Sunday, but uh, yeah, we're, we're getting ahead of the game. Sunday. My kids have already torn through that. Oh, it's a yeah. party. Let's go. You know, exactly. Yeah. And our baby girl, she already, I mean, she's seen it already, but, um, uh, she, she was real good about it. She was actually trying to open one of the presents that we have at the foot of the table right there. But, uh, she was, she was well behaved about it. We still got a little bit to go with it. We got to blow up some more balloons and things like that. But yeah, man, I'm, uh, we, we get into the whole theme birthday party thing and it's fun, man. It's good for kids. I think it's great for them, uh, to see their parents really involved like that and to see them, um, you know, just, just showing that, that they care. Isn't that, that, that's kind of what it's all about, right? Just showing, showing that you care. Uh, I think that goes a long way and being genuine about it, like knowing, showing that effort. Uh, I think that goes, uh, I, I think it goes a long way. It goes with, the with distance, man. It shows it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've yeah. got a few sayings. It only takes a moment to make a moment. And 
the overrunning, the overlying theme of almost every single guest that we have that are the good dads, that are the true, genuine part of the life, go the distance dads. Um, that's what it is. It's just you got to find a way to be there. And it's difficult sometimes yeah, right, with jobs right. and life and work and whatnot. But uh, that's all you got to do, man. And, and show them you love them. Show them you love them. And yes. easy peasy. It, it's it, Loving is it's not hard. It's not hard. I don't know what to say. Nick, I'm going to ask one question, one of the normal ones I normally do. Once we get an answer from Tony, I, I'm going to give it to you, okay? I'm not, so not going to hold my breath for that because you haven't shut up yet. I, that's why I'm forewarning you. <laughs> I always tell them that I'm going to get it. Hey, come here, little girl. I want you to meet someone real quick. So she just popped in. This is the nine-year-old. This is Avery. That is Tony Raines. He's he's a famous guy. He's on MTV's The Challenge, and he's he's awesome. Hey, Avery. He's not hey, just, Avery. just he's not just on the challenge. The dude's. A oh piece. yeah, I know. I ran through his <laughs> Wikipedia page. I don't have time to list off all those shows. Did you good, say hi? Good to meet you. Use your words. <laughs> How are you so shy, Avery? She's every not. I, I know. It's like yak, yak, yak every time I see her. And then she comes on the camera. It's like. <laughs> All right. I love you. Go inside. Come on. Go inside. Papa's doing a show. All right. So the question is, <laughs> how old is your oldest again? Do you say six? Six. Okay. So I'm going to take you about back about seven years ago, give or take. And uh, that fateful day, you were informed that you were, in fact, going to become a dad in the very near future. Can you bring us back to that day and the emotions that went through Tony's head that day? Uh, oh, man, that, that's, that's, a, that's a tough question. I, I re, well, I remember, I was like, oh, it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's all right. We all did, oh, man. Shit. That's the oh, general. Shit. Yep. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. And then it's like something clicks, you know? It's like something kicks in and it's like, okay, all right. I gotta be a dad. All right. All right, let's do it. Let's let's go. All right, we got this. We got this. You know, when when you're not um and I, I don't, I don't really know how it is when you plan for it, right? Because uh, it was, it wasn't planned. So uh, I don't know what that, you know, it, it's probably more of a feeling of excitement and like, oh, finally, and you know, this and that. But for me, it was, it was more of like, oh, okay, all right, let's, we, we, we got to step up now. We gotta, you know, we gotta do, what we gotta do. Yeah. Um. Uh. And yeah, to get that, if, if I'm being completely honest, going back to that first moment when I found out, that's what it was, man. Yes, yeah, kind of with me. I didn't believe it at first, personally. I was like, no. Oh yeah, well that 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 too. The disbelief, like ah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Because I was old, you know. I was 36 at the time when I, I first found, you know, got pregnant, and I was like, nah, you know, this isn't. Who are you sleeping with? Because it's not my kid. You know what? How is that even possible? But <laughs> turns out it was, and it was the greatest greatest gift ever. All right, Nick. All right. Now I'm just like, wow. <laughs> anyway, see, now you threw me, like, now you got me off, talk, off my day. Talk the challenge, okay. man. You know you want it. All right. So, yeah, um, I had so many questions. I just, I totally drew a blank. Have you ever noticed, like, like parenthood is actually kind of like being on the challenge? All the <laughs> obstacles, the everything that you have to go through being a dad is almost as hard as some of the challenge stuff you have to do? Yeah, you know. 
people ask me, they say, uh, uh, will you ever do the challenge again? And I'll say, I do, ch- I do the challenge every day. It's called life mm-hmm. because it, it is a challenge, uh, just with everyday things such as say you got to stay late at work, you know, the, the real job, but you got your family at home waiting for you. And that's, so that's a challenge right there. That's a, that's a give it to It's a way you got to figure out how to complete this in order to get home on time or figure out a way to try to spend more time with your family at the same time, working hard and getting to where you need to be, uh, to provide for them and, and whatnot, uh, there's a lot of parallels, I believe. Um, where I mean, if just being kind of uh, kind of jovial about it, I mean, you have challenge. I have challenges with the kids, man. I mean, anytime it it kind of draws me crazy, but I got I gotta appreciate in the moment. Uh, anytime I try to like, I'll do some push-ups. Just I'll just do push-ups like randomly, and if I do those in the living room and my daughters are around. <laughs> What do y'all think happened? She climbs right on your back. It, it's a dog bite. Right on my back. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. But I, but yeah, that's a challenge in itself. But, but it, and it's a challenge in itself just to, man, just to make that time for them to have that moment with you, man. Because I know growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of those moments. So it's like, I don't want to take that away from my kids. I want to give them that and even more, you know. Uh, you know, it's like the other night, uh, the other evening, my uh my youngest Isla wanted to do airplane. I haven't done airplane in a while. And I was like, I, cause I came home, was, I've been working like late long hours. Uh, and I just, I was tired. I said, all, all I want to do is just lay on this floor right here and just go to sleep. Soon as my daughter saw me lay on that ground, she jumped up on the couch and she was like, dad, I put your legs off. <laughs> airplane. Yep. Like, oh, come on, baby. Oh. Let's do the airplane. I hadn't done airplane in a while. I had to like stretch it out a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> And that, and that was a challenge right there. Just like it was more like a mental challenge. It's like, no, you got to give her this, man, because you're not going to get this again, you know, come years down the road. So, yeah, there's a lot of parallels there, man. And just trying to just trying to figure it out, just trying to figure out and, and hoping that you're doing the right thing somewhat. Yeah. So I have six kids. I was like all done with having kids. No, no, that is that is that is incorrect, Nick. That is incorrect. Tell him the truth. You mean the truth? You have six kids and one on the way. Well, yeah, I was I was getting to that. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was getting there. So so I so I have six. Wow. Right? Well, I had five, and then I got married a few years ago, and my wife didn't have any kids, and she's like, "Let's have a baby," and I'm like, "I'm fixed." Not you know, I'm so like the whole this whole experience has been a hundred percent different because like all my other kids weren't planned, and it was like, "Oh shit, I'm having another kid," and what am I gonna do? So this guy, he was all planned and it's like way more exciting and, and then trying to deal with, you know, there's, I, you know, I'm more responsible. I, I own a house. So I, like my financial situation's better now. And, but like, same like you, it's just trying to find that time of, you know, he's got this thing where he wakes up at five in the morning and he's like, dad, let's go watch Coco Melon or dad, let's go play cars. And it's like, dude, it's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what the hell? I got, I go, I used, I used to get up and go to the gym at three, come back at four 30 I'd be just about back to sleep and then up with Liam playing cars, watching Coco Melon. So now it's kind of like our thing. Every morning we get up, we play and kind of do our stuff. And it's really cool to see that connection of, oh, yeah, my dad really does appreciate that I'm here and that he's making time for me. And because he knows he can't yeah, and, doing this kind of stuff. And, 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 and he may not even 
he may not even know or realize that, oh, Paul, my dad's doing this stuff with me. He, he may, cause he, cause he, he doesn't know anything else. Right. And that's, right. that right there is a, is a, like, that is a, a blessing in itself. Like my, 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 my kids will, will never know what it's like not to be loved. You know, they'll never know what it's like not to have. And uh, I think I, I think that's great. You know, a lot of people look at that as like, oh, well, oh, you just don't know how good you got it. I'll, ne- I'll never I'll never look at it like that. I mean, I, I think about it and, it, and, and it's it's true. Like, you know, there's you can you got it. You got it really good. You know, you got it really good. But uh, I wish the there, kids would realize always, that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, but, but they can't. <laughs> they will they, one day. I wish they realized it right now, though. Right. They will when they get older, right? I guess. And they're adults and all that. They'll look back like, oh, man, my dad, he was so good. And they, I know these other people didn't have it so good and all that. But, uh, and I, I don't, I don't really honestly even know where I was going with that. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that you were saying they'll look back and realize like, oh, yeah, my dad was doing this, uh, with me and, and stuff or, um, yeah, I, I, no, it's I it's lost, really cool. I, 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 I lost where I was going with that, but I, I had so I had somewhere I was trying to get to a place I couldn't. But it's all good, uh, buddy. So, like, my oldest son's twenty two, and like he's in the military. So it's really cool when he comes to visit and he talks about, "Hey, Dad, remember when I was four or when I was five and you did this with me?" It's like, wow, like so they do remember all the the little things. Like, yeah, you know, he remembers times I would take him to the park and we'd play with the ducks and. And, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it's really cool to hear those stories now and how it resonated with him now as he's becoming, uh, he's 22. So he's kind of going through that, got a relationship, thinking about having kids kind of thing. And so. That's amazing, man. And six, and six kids unplanned. And then you have the one coming that's planned. And uh, (laughs) man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm, we're, uh, we're, we're actually kind of looking forward to something like that as well. You know, I want to have one more and, uh, and, and we're kind of, we're kind of shooting for that. So, uh, Are you, root- to you man. And, and rooting for team boy, man, you got to complete <laughs> that set. Yeah. I don't know how, how you're handling two girls, man. Like my girls are like so much harder than the boys. Like the boys are super easy, but they're stupid. That's, that's the, that's the other. <laughs> so like my, my son, my two-year-old, he is like the dumbest kid I've ever met, but like he'll climb up on shit and just, and jump off it. Like, fucking belly flop on the hardwood floor from like the top of a staircase. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? It's like, they do it on TV, dad. I'm like, it's, they it's don't do it on Coco melon, man. Again, what are you letting your kid watch, man? I, I let him watch bullet to the head with Jason Momoa and Sylvester. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get him. He's got to start watching other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we went from, we went from one extreme to the other extreme. It's like, He's not happy with like the happy medium, okay for kid toy shows and stuff. So it's like, hey dad, can we watch a really bad movie? Mom's not around. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kind of cool, movie. right? That, that's yeah. That that's yeah. cool, man. That's how. Yeah, and then, and then he, and sorry, like I let him watch that. Oh, what was it? Something with just a ton of bad words, and he quoted it. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> he just went off and just like did a whole sentence of whatever. It was like some Vince Vaughn movie, and there's like just. F bomb after F bomb, and I'm like, oh my god, you're earmuffs. a smart little dude. earmuffs. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I was like, I was so proud of him. I'm like, I can't be mad at you because you said it in the proper context. You said it the right <laughs> way. <laughs> so, well, yeah, here's a, a fun one that I would like to propose to both of you. Um, I'm not necessarily looking for advice. I don't think, 
Um, cause I think I handled the situation very well, but let me, let me just tell you what went down today. We got my son's first report card for seventh grade and Sawyer, man, I'm sorry. I know you specifically said, do not bring this up on the podcast today. And what did I tell you? This is life and this is my job and I'm sorry, but I have to bring it up. It's not to embarrass you. Specifically say not to you're fucking a guy. Yeah, exactly. But so. First report card, seventh grade. I don't think it could have been any worse. No. Let's just leave it at that. And one in particular really glaringly caught my eye, PE. He got a C in PE, which, by the way, was the best grade. And I said, how do you get a C in PE, bro? How does this? And and, and then. I get all these grades and I see the information while he's at school. So I had most of the day to, to digest this and, you know, work through it in my own head on how I'm going to have this conversation with him when he gets home. And um, we had a real good talk. Don't need to get into details, but I, I, I stressed without yelling um, and having a man to man. I made it a point to tell him that, you know, this is not your dad yelling at you. This is we're having a man to man right now. And I, you need to pay attention and listen. You know, it starts now. Elementary school is over. This is your training for high school. And your high school is your training for life. And I'm not asking you to get straight A's and be the smartest guy in school, but I sure as shit am begging and telling you to not be the dumbest. You know, let's find a happy medium in there somewhere and understand that everything you do now, whether it be a class you're not interested in, it reflects upon everything you do moving forward in life. And I need you to understand that and know that it's so very important. And you need to also know that these grades reflect on me. I feel like I'm doing a bad job as your dad because you're failing in school. I feel like I need to, you know, I'm doing something wrong because you shouldn't be in that position. You're a smart kid. You know, so what are we going to do to fix it? So we have the talk, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I may have bribed him. I said, if you could turn all these around and have straight A's by the end of the next report card, I will I will give you 50 bucks for every single A. Um, but what needs to happen is every one of these grades needs to be one letter higher. So if you had an F, it needs to be a D. If you had a D, it needs to be a C, so on and so on on the next one. Because if they are not, life is going to be changing for you your your video games and your electronics and your whole schedule and your routine and the way of doing things is going to be different. And now I do not want to press that on you right now. I want you to understand that that's what will happen and you need to make the choice for yourself to understand to improve without me enforcing any punishment. You have 6 weeks. And left it at that. What's my question for you guys in there? I guess it's did I handle that all right? In your opinion, would you have handled it differently? Man, I feel like you were talking to my inner child. I wish somebody would have told me that in seventh grade. I would have done a whole lot better in school. Sometimes kids need to hear that, man. And and that's I think you handled that in the best way possible. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. That that sounded really, really good, man. That Thank was like you. a it, it got me motivated. I don't, I'm not even in school anymore. It got me wanting to <laughs> I, I just hope it resonated with him, man, because he's yeah. And that's all we can. That's all we can do is we, we can hope that it that it sets in and it, and it, and it struck the right nerve. And it, uh, he received that message clearly and he takes it serious and it resonates with him. Um, 
But yeah, every, everything you just said, man, that was that was that was borderline deep, man. That was good. That was good. Thanks. That was really good. I yeah. Well, all right. Very very good. wasn't wasn't trying to go deep there with you guys, but right on. I'm gonna wait. I'm uh, gonna wait make me up. feel all good and warm and warm and fuzzy. Thank you. I'm gonna yeah, jump I, I mean, I don't, I don't think you could have said anything, anything to 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 get to them any better. I mean, that, that was straight to the point, and uh, and that's messages that I deliver to to my little girls now. You know, sometimes we have to be stern and we have to let them know that hey, look, this is we cannot do this because of this. You got to give them. You can't. One thing that always stuck with me, I heard, is that you don't tell a kid they can't do something and not give them a reason why they can't do it. So if I tell you, hey, don't. Uh, if I tell you, hey, don't touch that stove. Why, Dad? Because I said so. Never, never right. follow up what I said so. It's you always give the reason. Hey, don't touch that stove. Why, Dad? Well, because if you touch that stove, it's hot right now. What happened is your skin will melt on your hand, yeah. and it's gonna be very, very, very painful. You know, that, uh, parents like the. I, I mean, in the. I feel like this might be in the past. Like we've, I, as. As we've gotten older, as generations have passed, I feel like we have gotten better at parenting or, or explaining. I think so. Uh, but I, I, I believe that anyway, as far as like a message getting out there of not just, oh, this is because I said so, or, you know, uh, you just giving them a reason, like it, leveling with your kids. You know, I, I was I was told and I, I was, you know, I, like looking this up and researching and looking into it uh, when my kids were really, really young, when, my, when they were like babies, like two or three and you know, you would try to correct them. It was a good practice to like get down on their level. Yep. You know, because you see like being an authoritative figure and you're looking up and look, or you're standing up and like, you know, looking down on them and they see you like this, it's not good. But if you level, it's literally getting on their level, leveling with them, yeah. explaining and talking to them right here. Uh, I feel like that was a good practice. And it's something that I tried to implement myself. Now, of course, we always slip, right? I mean, everybody slips. Nobody's perfect. Oh, my God. I mean. And that doesn't mean <laughs> as well as being their friend either, because I know a lot of parents yeah. struggle with that, you know, and yeah. I, I like to find yeah. a common ground oh, that's, there. It's that's like my best friend. Yeah, no, I get I'm your dad. You are not my friend. And that's not a bad thing, a boy. That is not that is not a bad thing. One day when you're a grown ass man, we can go to the bar and have some drinks and be friends. But yeah, that yeah, right, that right. time is not yet. And yeah, crazy stuff. Nick, sorry, you had something. Yeah, I'm going to just jump back into the challenge. Do you plan on going back on the challenge? Is there anything coming up for you? Can you try, try, try <laughs> I mean, every, every year, man, every, uh, every year when there's the opportunity, I'm always trying to figure out a way to get back in the mix and try to figure things out. But I have so much going on back at home. Mm -hmm. uh it, it's it's really hard to figure that schedule out and i'm kind of to a point now where if i was to do it i would have to give up and kind of regress a lot in my personal life back home uh, i have to go with a lot of things to do that so it's really hard uh um uh, mary and tv they've all been very 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 uh great to me and, and still reaching out and giving me those opportunities and trying to figure things out and uh you know uh, I'll, CT always said, uh, I'll always, anytime he was asked about this, uh, I always heard him say, you know, never say never. So I'm not, I'm not going to say never. Uh, it's, it's, it's always a possibility. It's something that I want to badly try to figure out a way to get back on there. Do you, if do I you could, stay uh, in contact with the other cast members and like how the other parents, I know a lot of them, like CT has kids now, a lot of them have kids now. How do they 
balance that with because because you guys are gone for what like three months when you're filming the challenge uh yeah it could be up to three months at a time and then they usually do like two shows a year and then you got all stars in the mix before that it was champs versus stars so you got like you're you know if if you're uh if if you're kind of legacy you know you're you're basically a shoe in for all three of those shows you know two regular seasons and all-star season are what used to be champs versus stars uh so yeah it's, it's really really tough but a lot of those guys that do it now so you look at um you look at CT, you look at uh, Darrell, Derek, uh, Corey, a lot of these guys, they've, they've kind of figured out a path to where they could use um, the challenge as kind of like a catalyst to, to be in that field. And they were very successful as well. And that, that doesn't hurt uh, on the show and have other avenues that they could go down to where it kind of blended and kind of mixed in with doing the show and still being able to, you know, uh, afford the price of living. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, with me, I kind of, I, I, I kind of, I'm on a, I'm on a different route. Uh, I, I w- with the show it was great and all that, but there's things that I've, I came from that I had to lean back on at home that doesn't allow me to have that wiggle room and that freedom within the schedule, uh, to, to kind of pursue it the way that I would like to pursue it. Uh, especially now that I'm getting older and I got children and all that before it was a little easier to kind of uh, stay where I was at, go do the show, come back and at home. And I'm still kind of where I'm at in that position and that, you know, that place. Uh, and it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't as, as, as taxing on me, but, but now it's come on, man. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be mindful. So um, for those guys, I hate to say that it's a little bit easier, not trying to like, you know, um, discount anything those guys do i know i know it's hard it's hard anytime you got to leave your family back home um you know i've I've been through it multiple times but uh i think they've just got a better way or they have now they've created a path for themselves to where they figured out how to make it a little easier on them to be able to to do that uh and and hats off to them man you know i'm i'm friends with all those guys i'm big big fans of them and uh man i i love them for what they do we got to pitch an idea to like do another challenge, but all the guys that are like married and have kids, bring the families with you. And yeah, that'll never happen. <laughs> Just you know, the <laughs> the challenge dads episode. We, all the dads yeah. from the challenge come together and try to get their kids to do the dishes. And and let's you know, see, yeah, you know, no, that, like, you have to cut out the hookups and all the all the juicy stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean that that could work. That could be a, a good one off kind of right a, Like I've had this idea to make it make kind of like a, a really cool family friendly, almost like a like a charity challenge kind of thing where you get a bunch of the guys that are now married, have kids, come back and do a challenge for their favorite charity, and but it's family friendly though. There's not all the drinking and the partying and stuff that goes on. There you have it. Nick, did you put together a fast five today? I did. All right. Tony, this is a quick radio segment. little backstory. Uh, I work in radio, if you couldn't tell, um, for many, 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 many years. And we put together this. You you definitely got a face for it. Yeah, I know. Thank God I got a voice, though, right? the uh, the premise is five fast questions. We did it in radio. It worked real well. We brought it over to here. Um, And Nick gets to do it. So here we go. All right, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be? And why? In his Batman voice. 
if I could have a bill, oh my God, I would never have a billboard of myself up there, man. <laughs> uh, maybe as a joke, it, it could say, um, t- uh, Tony for mayor. I don't know. Cause I think that would be a kick. No, I would never run for mayor. I think it would be funny to get to town talking. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a, oh man, I've never even thought about having myself up on a billboard. <laughs> All right. What's your proudest dad moment? Oh man, my proudest dad moment. Um, that moment. Oh, uh, I wish I could have gave me these before the podcast. Ah, it'd be no fun that way, man. <laughs> yeah, true. My proudest dad moment, man. Um, this is a tough question, I know, because there's probably too so many. I mean, well, because well, I got two. Well, I got, I mean, I got two. It's for one for for each, really. Uh, it's just, uh, man, it's 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 being there for their birth and being in the room. And seeing them for the first time and holding them and being super emotional and knowing it's for real. Uh, that's definitely my, my, my proudest dad moment. It's just me, just me being there, but uh, I'll, I'll never forget those moments. I'll never forget. There you go. doesn't get much better of an answer than that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, your funniest parenting fail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Oh, Oh, this one. I, it's it's hard to even say it's funny because it'll st- it this one will stick with me forever, man. And I don't know. Hopefully, y'all can relate. Uh, Nick, you can probably definitely relate if you got <clears throat> relate if you got six kids. I'm sure it's happened to you, or you got had a close call. So, uh, my daughter was maybe two years old at the time, and I don't know about y'all, but man, my little girl loves to just get up on the counter. She loves to get up on the counter at that age. She loved it, and sure enough, daddy, she was on the on the floor. Crying, crying, crying. Dad, that picked me up. Dad, that picked me up. I picked her up and she wanted to get on the counter. I sat her on the counter and guys, I'm not lying. I looked away for, man, it wasn't even, I felt like a millisecond. Right. And sure enough, sure enough, bloop, she yep. falls off the counter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing is. And I was so scared. <laughs> yeah. I was so scared. I don't even think she was two yet. I was so scared. I was like, oh my God. Like, I, oh man, it was, oh, that was, that was a fail for sure. But yeah, she was all good. She was fine. We didn't have to, you know. They bounce. No, it's, it's no, all they bounce, man. They're like malleable. They like yeah, yes, and the yeah, bones crazy. are still bendy at that age. They're it's still okay. a little soft, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so the reason so I asked that question when my middle kids, I had three that were like within a year of each other, right? And they're all little babies at the time. I had to go to Walmart by myself, so I got two of them in the car after we got done shopping. The infant was in his car seat. I left it in the shopping cart and drove away. And this old lady, as I'm pulling out of my parking space, is hitting my minivan. What are you doing? Your kid's still in the cart. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. So I, I've, so you're not I've alone, done, man. We have all been there. Terrible stuff. <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. It does. It happens, man. Oh yeah, god. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite meal to cook for your girls? Oh. <sighs> uh, I mean, I don't know if you would call it a meal. But uh, they they definitely love <laughs> the mac and cheese ready to go bowls. Oh yeah, lifesavers yeah. right what there. I'm talking about the kind you peel. You get the little it's a little cup. Uh-huh. You peel the top off. You put the water in there. Fill it up to the line. You put it in the microwave three and a half minutes. It always somehow spills over the top. You got to <laughs> clean your microwave after the fact. <laughs> And you put the little powdered cheese and stir it up, and boom, man, they they love it. You, you, you uh, slice I mean, up a hot dog. 
slice up a hot dog in that son of a bitch and put a little tapatio on it. Boom. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point to try that with them yet, but they probably would like it. Oh, they yeah. probably would like it. You want to real spoil them, just slice up the tri-tip you have left over from the night before. And there you go. There you go. Tri-tip <laughs> mac and cheese. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right, Nick, All number right. five. Last question. So I became a way bigger Tony fan when you threw bananas under the bus back in the day. <laughs> on that. I can't remember what season it was on, but you stabbed him in the back. And I was like, how did that feel? That was uh, the challenge vendettas. Yes. And I created a true vendetta. Uh, in nobody that moment saw that right there. Yeah. Nobody, nobody saw it coming, man. It was something that I gave, I gave some, some serious thought to the, the night of going into elimination and never going into the season, man. And, and me and me and bananas, we talked about this multiple times and, uh, you know, I told going into it, it was never pre-planned. It was never, you know, uh, premeditated, uh, nothing like that. It was just, it was something, it was a, it was a, a, a situation that presented itself, an opportunity that presented itself. And I thought, man, if, if I do this, this is, this is, a, this is a big move and it's a way to get me to, it's, a, it's a way to shine me in a different light than I've been shown before, right. uh, because I, I was, I was viewed as the guy that was kind of underachieving, kind of ran with the pack, kind of was, you know, the, the little brother of the crew, uh, you know, the cat, the the guys liked me and all that, but I was never taken seriously. Um, And I was like, man, well, well, if I do this now, I'm really making, I'm really making a statement. And I've I've thought back to if people are the challenge fanatics will look back on this and they'll, you know, uh, maybe they'll they'll know what I'm talking about. I'll remember uh, there was a moment on uh, the challenge Dirty Thirty where I had an opportunity to make some waves and make a big choice uh, when we had a um, a split vote, and it was um, I had said Derek and Brittany had said Leroy, and then Veronica threw a loop and uh, was like Leroy, and it came down to like a split vote between I think it was. Hunter and Leroy, something like that. And the, we had a revote. And I actually, and the, the consequences was TJ said, if y'all, if y'all keep it this way and it's a split vote, then one of y'all are going into elimination. And I'm, I could, I'm, I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm not going to elimination. I'm not, I'm, so I changed my vote from Derek to Leroy, like in that moment. Like it was kind of like a, that was kind of a, if you look back on it, it was a bitch move, you know, <laughs> and I always thought back on that and how, how that was viewed and like how I, like my mindset at that time, like I was playing, how we say it's might be an overused term, a scared game. And I was, I was playing a scary game. And in that same episode, you'll see Jordan in that moment talk about, he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to just keep my vote the same. Cause what, what, what the worst, worst is going to happen is I got to do what go against Tony. And so me watching that, uh, it always, it kind of stuck with me. And I was just always trying to figure out a way how to, get out of, you know, change my image or, you know, do try to uh, just comp- become better on the show. And uh, aside from working out and taking that, the training aspect really seriously and trying to get my mentality right. Uh, I thought this was a perfect opportunity to where, cause I was on fire up in that, up until that point. And uh, I said, you know what, I, if, if, if I go back on this now, you know, uh, or if I don't, I don't, I don't make this choice now. 
you know, I, it's it's just like the dirt, another dirty thirty moment. Uh, this is this is a real opportunity for me here, and I, I hate to to use to use bananas as like a, a, a stepping stone or look at him as like an opportunity, but uh, you know, uh, it, it's it, I felt like it was my time, man. It was Tony time, and I had a I had to pull the trigger, as I said as I said in that moment when I did it, and uh, you know, there's there's no hard feelings between me and bananas now. Uh, man, we got to be really close after final reckoning. We still keep in touch with each other. And he, I think he kind of understands the mentality and the mindset that I was in and the decision that I had to make and, you know, feel like it was justified. Yeah. I've met him a couple of times. He seems like a pretty solid guy. So solid, solid. Yeah. Anybody that don't like anybody that don't anybody that doesn't like bananas, it's because bananas doesn't like them. I know he needs to not, he needs to have a kid so I can get him on the podcast. Ah, really we've been over this. You don't need to so. be a dad. Let's just get him on, <laughs> Nick. All right. Tony Raines, man, I'm going to add two more questions to that, and uh, then we're going to let you go because, man, I mean, this is what happens when we have fun, cool, awesome, good guests. The time whoo, flies right on by. Uh, one not-so-serious question and the final question, no pressure, but pretty serious. And uh, one of the more important questions I like to ask. So uh, no pressure. First question, who is going to play Tony Raines in the movie version of your life? Shit. <laughs> I got, I got, I got to pick somebody that's young enough to do it. If they did, well, uh, man, I think, man, I think Ashton Kutcher could play. He could pull off a good Tony Raines. There you go. All right. Good answer. Ashton Kutcher could play. Yeah, he I could pull off that. a good one. All right. Yeah. If you could impart one piece of wisdom or advice onto any new or soon to be dad, what's it going to be? Do it even when you don't feel like doing it. You will not regret it. And there's the billboard, by the way. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's my words of advice. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, for everyone watching worldwide, wherever you may be, wherever you may be listening, thank you so much for tuning into DadCast. That guy down there, at least on my screen, is Mr. Tony Raines. Great dad. Man, I, can I plant a seed? Can we have you on again sometime in the future? Because this was not enough time. Absolutely. Cool. And second seed, happy to. we do a Father's Day episode every single year. We recorded a couple weeks prior to Father's Day. Uh, we would love to have you back on for that episode. It's literally like 30, 40 little blocks of all of our celebrity guests we've had on the past year. Obviously, uh, scheduling allow. We'd love to have you back on for that episode. Yeah, count me in, guys. Yeah, I'll make some time, no doubt. Yeah, buddy. Nick, got anything we'll else, man? Oh, man, that's it. Right on. Well, again, he is Tony Range. Thank you so very much for coming on DadCast, man. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure meeting you. And uh, thank you. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate Absolutely. And again, night. everyone else watching worldwide, thank you so much. Please like it up, subscribe, comment, do all that social media stuff, and we'll catch you on the very next episode. Have a great rest of your day, night, whatever. See you.